Hi guys, Chris here. So, it's been a while since we've had a Kickback with Chris extra episode. Uh, yesterday I had the opportunity to speak with Logan Ramirez from the Taekwondo Daddy. Got to say it carefully that, otherwise you say Taekwondo Daddy. So it's Taekwondo Taekwon Daddy. There we go, got it right. Um, the Taekwondo Daddy podcast, um, and as the description reads on his website, it lists itself as a podcast for martial arts students and parents by a martial arts student and parent. Um, so we sat down yesterday, we had a good chat about my training history, uh, my online training courses, the podcast, and then he made the, well I won't say a mistake, it depends how you, how you view these things, but he asked me about my love for the intricacies of kicking and the finer details and how I like to sort of really delve into understanding the whys and hows and, and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, um, he's very kindly uh, sent me the audio file over so you can have a listen for yourselves. And what I would say as well is if you're interested in checking out more of his podcasts, if you go along to takeonedaddy.com. Um, it's everything's there. You can you can read up about um, Logan himself and what the podcast's about and the things that he does, um, and listen to some of his uh, previous episodes as well. So, without any further ado, we'll jump straight into the episode. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, and don't forget, coming the next main episode for us is going to be our Jean Claude Van Damme special, and I've got some absolutely cracking people have jumped on board with this. We've got people who are fans, people who are friends of his, people who have worked with him. Um, so it's a really, really good one, and uh, I look forward to sharing with you that with you all in the next week or so. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Welcome to the Taekwondo Daddy Podcast, a resource for martial arts students and parents by martial arts student and parent Logan Ramirez. Taekwondo Daddy, train hard, parent hard. There's so many things I loved about this particular episode, uh, visiting with Chris Jones, um, the, the most obvious of which is, is visiting with someone from the other side of the world where we had to coordinate schedules. And aside from having a really cool accent, um, you know, Chris has just got a real candid um, um, te- uh, temperament and, and everything he talked about is you can tell it's very methodical, very intentional, very well thought out. Um, the way he's approached his whole life and becoming excellent at kicking uh, carries over into how he's uh, being an excellent father. Um, but but my favorite thing overall was how affirming it was to visit with someone who's of similar age um, and and what he's experienced and what he's doing with martial arts is what I've been learning in my the last four years that I've been training uh, just from from simple things like like stances matter right everything's built up from stances and and him loving the sidekick a fundamental. Um, kick and a simple kick and, and, and admitting that every body style is different. So you take these key principles, but you have to adapt them to every body style and how um, you have to cast off whatever's going in your life and get on the mat because you don't know what the students are going through in their own life. And you might be the only um, positive thing in their week. My own instructor often talks about it in a different ways as we have about an hour to change a life. We never know if we're going to get that student again. Um, you know, and then, and then in parenting, just putting the first things first. So if you're, if you're, if you're at home, be at home, if you're at the dojo, be at the dojo. I mean, all these things, um, were just resonated with me because they're, they're, they reinforce what I'm experiencing in my own life, um, and in, in my own learning. And, uh, I was just really, really grateful to have the opportunity to visit with Chris. And I hope that you guys who listen to this, go out there and support him, find his social media, sign up for his online classes, do something to uh, to encourage Chris because he's out there in the real world making a difference um, day in and day out. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Hello, 
Mr. Chris Jones, how are you, sir? I'm very good yourself. I'm, I'm well, thank you. It's good. It's really awesome. It's really awesome to connect with you. Um, yeah, I, I first of all, super cool to talk to, to someone who it's it's morning for me. It's the afternoon for you. Um, who's in? Are you in the UK, London? Where are you? Uh, I'm in the UK. I'm actually in the north uh, of England, a place called uh, North Yorkshire, which is. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's only it's a tiny. Obviously, the UK is a, it's a tiny place, really. Um, but the difference in the accents and dialects for, in such a short place is just huge. Um, really? So, oh yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah there's. Uh, I know that for a lot of people around the world, whenever they think of the UK and England, they always think of London. But I'm right. probably I'm about four hours drive away from London. So okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, not not close by. Well, I'm, I'm, mar- I'm married to a Minnesota woman who has a, a little bit of a Midwest Midwestern American accent, which you know just means they say things like "crick" instead of "creek." Yeah. Um. But it, but it's more than four hours. I mean, it's twenty hours to get to like an entirely different dialect. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say over over here, it's just, it's a tiny place. But the, I'm not even going to going to attempt to do different accents. But. Um, that, you know, if you were to compare, say, a Yorkshire accent to a, a, a Liverpoolian or Liverpool accent or a Newcastle accent, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. The difference is huge. So, um, yep, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, North Yorkshire, uh, I've, I've not lived here for long, but um, I've always lived, uh, you know, around the area. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google when we're done. I'm gonna find a YouTube video on someone who does Yorkshire versus Liverpool. Guaranteed yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. Yeah, I'm sure and there's I'll, there's plenty I'll, out there. I'll post it. I'm, I'm, right, as good. I say, I'm not I'm not going to try and do them because there'll be somebody, <laughs> there'll be somebody listening that'll know the difference and they'll really crucify awesome. me for it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get into some of the things you do here in a second. But I just I couldn't help but want to talk quickly and take advantage of the fact that there's this UK and US thing, and I have no UK experience. I've never been. Um, all, you know, my exposure to British is really Monty Python growing up, and. Um, <laughs> And so, so I thought maybe it'd be fun if I just, I Googled biggest differences between the UK and the US. Would you mind if I ask you if, if these are true and you can kind of give me some insight? Well, I can try. I can, I can yeah, give okay. you my opinion. <laughs> no, I'd like that. I'd like that. Just, I'm just, I'm an education guy. So one of the things I, I read was that if you don't ask your British colleagues, if they'd like a cup of tea or coffee, when you go to make yours, then you get the stink guy. Uh, uh, you can, it can be, yes. It kind of mean... I suppose it comes down to whether you're bothered. <laughs> if, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I tell you, I, my perspective, like I go get coffee, you know, every day at, at my office and, and, um, and nobody cares. Like nobody says, Oh dude, you could ask me for something. Like it's not common. Yeah. But is, I, that, is there, is there, a, is there a hospitality? I think it's, yeah, like- I think it's maybe just sort of an unwritten rule. I mean, it, it's, you know, if you were, I think it's the same everywhere. If you were at home and you were going to make something, you would maybe ask the other people in the room, hey, would you like a drink? But if you're in an office sure. and if it's like 25 other people, then they can get their own coffee. <laughs> was, <you> know, <laughs> well, well, in that in that particular one, um, contrasted against another one I read, which is British people do not make small talk with strangers. They would never strike up a conversation with someone on public transportation. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the world it is, it is becoming a little bit more like that. Um, I'm not one of those people. I, I can talk to anybody. Um, sure. but, uh, yeah, it, it is, it, you know, you can, for example, you were saying London, you know, you can go on the underground in London and you can sit in complete silence with 50 other people <laughs> and everybody sort of heads down mo- mobile device. 
You know? Well, to, yeah. yeah. Well, that's certainly more prevalent here as well with mm. the, these iPhones, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So five, I read five week paid vacations and amazing maternity leave. Well, <laughs> I'm self, I, I'm self-employed. So, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I never see a day off. <laughs> no, oh, I, I have enough. two, I have, I have, I have two, I know I have, t- I have two weeks of Christmas. So, okay. you know, right. I, yeah. I, but no, um, yeah, I, I, it's all I've ever known, really, um, working-wise, since I was, yeah. <sighs> I, I, I came into sort of martial arts teaching as a, a 19-year-old, and it's it's all I've done, and I'm about to turn 40, so, you know. Wow, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, right, a couple more. So British people don't say they have errands to run, they say they have things or bits to do. Yeah, that's true. I've got, right, I got, I've got things to do. Yeah, I've got things to do. Yeah. Uh, let me use that one. I like that more. Um, and then British people actually hate tea. True, false. Hate tea. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought everybody loved tea. Everybody loves. Well, not. I mean, okay. Well, I, 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 I am. You know, I just googled it. I'm a coffee drinker myself. I can I can drink tea, but if I have a choice, I always have coffee first. Um, All right. But you know, I'm not, I have nothing against tea or tea drinkers for people out there that that like the tea. But you know, yeah. I, the thing with the coffee is it's so much easier to make. And with tea, you've got the whole, some people like the tea bag in, some people like you to take it out. Some people like the milk in first and the milk in, it's too, there's too much to think about. Mm-hmm. You just make the coffee, <laughs> drink the coffee. It's easy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do coffee and I just drink a plaque. Yeah. The um, seat, simple, then, simple. That's right. Yeah. Um, the British follow the rules. No speeding means no speeding. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no. Okay. Right. Not that I, not that I have. I have. I have been driving since 1997, and I have one speeding ticket. So, oh, all right. Yeah. And that was for a closed, what we call motorway, which is you know a freeway. Um, it was closed. It was 2 a.m. There was a speed camera set up. That was the only reason I got caught. So, wow. other than that, one speeding ticket since 1997. So, man, congrats I to, to that. I need to drive faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, baked beans and cheese on toast is a normal thing to eat. Oh, only if you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing normal about that whatsoever. I mean, okay, all right, well, we've, we've solved them. Solved them. All. I mean, people do, people do, but and I, you know, yeah. okay, it was a joke. They're all weird. Not, They're all weird. Yeah. It is weird, though. I mean, it's it is know. weird. I don't disagree with that at all. Maybe we should all go and try it. We might be missing something I'm, that we don't know. I mean, we should I'm try going it. to. I'll tell you what. I'll post that. I'll post a, a baked beans on on toast video as well. Yeah. When we when we release this. All right. So circle back here. You mentioned you started teaching martial arts, and you were 19. I was 19. Yeah. Um, I, I I I mean, I've been training. I've been training in martial arts oof, as long as I can remember. Uh, late mid to late 80s and um yeah I just sort of fell into it accidentally the teaching it wasn't it wasn't on my radar you know I had Mm -hmm. aspirations of being the next big film star as a child you know that was that was my goal right and you know I always emulated and looked up to my instructors but Mm -hmm. teaching you know other than helping out occasionally it was never really something that I was planning to do I sort of just sort of fell into it accidentally um with, with actually it, it did involve an accident i had injured my instructor so <laughs> what Tell yeah me what, what, what happened? yeah how'd that go okay so you know i mean 
anybody that does sort of um, Japanese or Korean systems will know there's like a blocking conditioning drill that a lot of people tend to do. So you sort of do inside forearm outside and you, you know, you, you clash arms to condition the arms, yeah, so the yeah. blocking. Sure. Okay. We were sure. demonstrating that drill and my instructor was talking. Now his version is probably different to my version, but in my version, he stepped forwards towards me whilst mm. he was talking. And I sort of did like an inside hammer fist to the inside of his nose and oh, his man. nose sort of span around at a right <sighs> right angle. Um, so, yeah. Off, so that was in the middle of the class in front of everybody. So oh, he ran off. Oh, no. And I'm stood oh. there like, uh, okay, well, what do I do? He took, took over. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the, 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 the head instructor who actually owned the studio jokingly said that I would take over and teach. And that ended up being a week. Um, so I went in for an entire week helping out and doing what I could. And and then at the end of the week, he said, you know, I really should offer you a job, shouldn't I? So that's how it Mm. kind of happened. So yeah, yeah. That was the long time ago. What system was it you mentioned? Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was an ITF based Taekwondo. Um, and uh, that was under master Kim stones, who was, uh, he, around the time he was the uh, world champion in ITF Taekwondo. So, um, something that I looked up to a, a massive amount, and you know, I'm very thankful that uh, through an accident, I <laughs> injured one of his employees. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I got a job. <laughs> yeah, and you said you're still doing it today. So this is your primary mm-hmm. source of income. Running school. We'll we'll get into your online curriculum later. Yeah. But this is sure. what you do for a living. Yeah, and- this is. I mean, it, it's it's all I know. I dropped. I mean, I dropped out of college. Wow. Dropped out of college. Could I mean. Live? Yeah, yeah, because I felt so awful that I'd, you know, I'd injured the person, that I, one of the people I looked up to the most, um, that I, I, I was actually working part time at the time as well. Uh, so I, I didn't turn, I didn't turn into work. I dropped out of college. All of this without my parents knowing, by the way. Um, and um, yeah, I just, uh, I kind of fell into it accidentally. I, I, I kind of found that I had a natural, I think I had a natural talent for it, and, um, yeah. That was back in the days where that sort of thing you could do. <laughs> sure. And, and let's circle back here because you mentioned you wanted to be a film star and you, you have gotten into film. I mean, how, how did that transition happen? Um, wow. Well, I mean, that would have been sort of the late 90s, early, around about 2000. Um, so sort of the advent of the internet or the internet when it was more readily available. I uh, Everywhere and anywhere that you could post videos and photos, I would put something on so i'd do some kicks on pads or um you know just anything that i could do and then i would post it everywhere and just emailed people and um, again this is back vhs so i would post vhs tapes around the world to different people yeah. i'd find addresses wow. um and yeah it was just a constant sort of year-long process of pu- pushing myself out there and um not getting any replies but um just continuing and then eventually i got the break and somebody said oh i'm I'm filming this um short segment for a tv show you know will you work for free of course i will and uh, (laughs) and then the rest is history and that was wow 19 years ago yeah about 19 years ago so Hmm. wow that's something yeah i've actually is looking at your you have an imdb page and yep. I found you and there's like 20 credits have you done yeah I mean, yeah so what what happened was sort of between the year 2000 and 2009 i was really pushing sort of building my career 
Um, mm-hmm. So I went from working on sort of local independent things through to getting my break in Hong Kong and China and, and further around Europe. And then in 2009, my son was born and th- my whole sort of outlook changed completely. So I, I went from being interested in, you know, flying off to Hong Kong for 10 days to not wanting right. to go anywhere. I just wasn't interested. Sure. Um, my my focus just came back around full circle mm-hmm. and I put all my intention into my school. Um, I actually had an injury at the time as well, which contributed. But mm-hmm. the, the primary source of sort of stopping was my son being born. Um, so right. it's only been recently that I've started pursuing the career again properly. Um, hence, right. there, there's quite, if you look on the IMDb listing, there's sort of credits up until around 2009. And then it goes really, there's like big gaps where I stopped working for a while. So, uh, but I'm getting there, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. back out there well, and the, working the, again. The so credits cool. between 2009 and they're all co- kind of choreographer credits between 2009 versus, I suppose, yeah. the stunts. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I went sort of, the working behind the scenes uh, was always something that I enjoyed. Um, and I found it was a little bit more accessible with with my, with my focus being on my teaching. It's not that I wasn't still training, but I wasn't as physically active um, in sort of like the performance circles anymore. Um, so yeah. the the choreography roles were obviously they're a lot less physically intense, and it was another string to the bow. It was just something. It was something new to do another challenge that still tied in that kept me sort of connected to the industry. So. Yeah, um, we're still doing that now as well. So it's, yeah, I like I like a challenge. Yeah, and it, did you always? I mean, Taekwondo. Did you always excel at kicking? Like you started no. out nineteen. You, okay, no. how did that transition? Because like, kicking's your thing now. So what's, it, yeah, well, I mean, I was, I've I've openly described myself this way on the, on various posts. You know, I wasn't I wasn't very athletic as a child. Um, you know, I was I, I was the kid that um was was usually the last to be picked in all the physical activities you know i didn't excel at what we call football or soccer as many of your listeners will probably know it it's a huge mm-hmm. huge sport over here it's like our national sport um and yeah. i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like it which you know really didn't lend to me being that popular when it came to sort of sport and physical activities um you know so I found I found I didn't really enjoy sports at all, and then I saw the Karate Kid in the eighties, mm. and I was like, "That's the th- I want to do that." But it, there wasn't anywhere local. There wasn't anywhere to do it, and and then eventually I spotted a school, incidentally straight across from where I was living, and I saw them go in and in their white crossover geese and their belts, and I'm thinking, "That's the thing. That's what those guys were doing on the TV." I, yeah. I, I want to go do that. Um, and my instructor at the time, a, a guy called Dean Colborn, um, he he excelled at kicking. You know, this was the, you know the, the the time where um, you know the, the the demonstration teams were really starting to become prevalent, and you know the backflip kicking boards, and you know, sure, and he, so sure. they were trying all those things. And I'm like, that's 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 what I want to do. That captivated my attention as a sort of an eight year old. Um, but again, I wasn't very good. Um, but I decided it was what I wanted to do. So I just worked at it like crazy um, and, you know, decided that's what I wanted to do and just persevered, you know, which obviously is one of the key elements of martial arts training, isn't it? So, 
you're practicing right so what was one of the things you identified about yourself that hey with this with kicking this is something give me something technical that like i needed to fix this thing for me um i wasn't the most coordinated um and i'm I'm still not but i like to um isolate mechanics biomechanics why things are and why things work the way they work and you know i've got that eye for detail i think myself um and it's one of the things that um really helped me to sort of fine tune and work out where i was going wrong for example i would um i had a vhsc camcorder and i was bought for me one christmas in the 90s sometime and and i would record myself kicking and then use well <laughs> i nearly made a joke that i don't know whether it's appropriate or not for your audience so i won't say it but <laughs> whilst other teenagers using videos and pause plus options for other things i was pause pause play pause play pause play on me kicking on videos of myself kicking um sure. you know my friends are like what are you doing why are you doing this? It's a bit straight. Anyway, so but I was wanting to figure out, you know, why why am I falling forwards? Why am I losing my balance? You know, when when I'm seeing, say, Jean-Claude mm-hmm. Van Damme or uh, when I'm seeing whoever it is doing a kick, why are they not falling? Why are they not losing balance? Um, and it, it it sort of came from there. And, and, and then I would start seeing other people making the same mistakes or not making the mistake, but then knowing why. And then I just started to apply that process to everything a little bit at a time. And, um, and you know, that's, that's where I am today. So I'm a little bit, um, a little bit strange in that respect, maybe, but, uh, it, it, it's helped. It's really helped. Yeah. It's a, it's a great story, especially for, uh, so many who, who are uncoordinated and they know that it's so encouraging because I often, think no you have to have certain fundamentals like coordination to excel at this and you're really saying no you don't you have to have a desire for, for the technical and, and a passion for for work and and, and uh hard work yeah absolutely it's just body mechanics yeah, yeah i mean as it. human beings we're really we're gifted with the ability to adapt now of mm. course there are there are some people unfortunately in certain situations where absolutely they can they can improve but there will be a natural limit. That that's, that's just the, the, the reality of things. But it doesn't mean that they can't still enjoy that process of of fine tuning and 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 trying to understand and and develop on where they are. And for my for my own you know personal experience, there's nothing more satisfying than when somebody tells you for whatever reason, whether it's medically or just their opinion, you can't do something, and then you do it. Mm-hmm. I thrive yes. off that. If somebody yeah, tells me I can't do something, then I have <laughs> to do it because um, if I, especially you know the, the, the typical sort of dream stealer type people, you know, if they don't feel they can do it, then nobody else should be able yeah, to do it right. either. And mm-hmm. you know, I I, I I thrive off that challenge of being told I can't do something. <laughs> so yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like a, a com- comp- you're very competitive. Absolutely, absolutely. In cer- <laughs> in certain ways, in certain in certain That's things. Right. In other ways, I'm very passive. Um, not really, uh, not really interested in uh, if people think or feel a certain way. It, it, it's, it's very, it's very hard to articulate, really. But um, hmm. I suppose I'm unique in that way. In that way, <laughs> sure. A lot of that's probably that's probably learned. I'd call that maybe mm. wisdom. Um. So your tell me your favorite kick. All the kicks that are out there. 
Which one do you love doing? The my favorite, my go-to kick is the box standard lead leg side kick. Lead leg, lead side, leg kick. side kick. Yeah, lead leg side kick because you can. It, it's so um, multifaceted. It's so you can use it in so many different situations. Um, it is my go-to kick. Absolutely, um, mm. midsection lead leg side kick. It's one of those kicks that I've, and it's so basic. Uh, but it, it's obviously there's a there's a there's a huge element of time uh, sorry a, a huge element of technique to it but it's the timing thing for me that's that's the real important and the way that you can mm-hmm. m- manipulate the chamber and and add a, a the tiniest of freeze like a, a, a pause at different points mm-hmm. and it has a huge huge impact on 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 um how the other person is able to read it and and change to and yeah i love that sort of physical game of chess and uh, that that distance between the two people inspiring uh, and for me lead leg psychic is i i almost use that to 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 gauge my distance you know i'll, I'll use that lead leg psychic to gauge distance right. and i'll also use it to crush your ribs and you know it's yeah. like you know uh, the same way maybe a boxer will with it with their lead hand for a jab you know check the distance and then they'll hit you with it as well that's that's my psychic i just that's my yeah, go-to. I love, kick. I love, I love, love, love. And you know, your your videos. You know, you're a high flying kicker. You throw these great, beautiful. You got great flexibility. I love that your favorite kick is a is a side kick. Mm. So I just, I just, just so you know, on a, on a personal level, I just love hearing that because I think it would be easy to ask that question and then for you to say something really fancy, you know, like a, a spin jump butterfly you know, oh. kick or something. And, and you know, and and because they're beautiful and they're high flying, and you're just like simple and basic, and uh, maybe that's one of the reasons. Uh, you also like black coffee. <laughs> um, I get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I like sidekicks and black coffee. <laughs> if, I, if I print those, I'll send you one. <laughs> the, uh, so real quick, what, what are some of, if you were just from your years of experience, the most common fundamental mistakes that people should fix for, like think about, think about kicking at a high level, mm-hmm. all kicks. And if we were to build a pyramid and sort of stack them up, um, what's at the base? What do people need to fix first for them to get those more technical nuances right? Um, the start point, the stance, how they're standing, how their feet are positioned, the weight distribution is huge. Um, mm. I find that a lot of people that struggle with kicks, their, their stance is too shallow, it's too short. So they're not able mm. to move their weight around. They're not able to play with their balance before they've even initiated a chamber or a rotation. So having a good understanding of uh, of how you need your feet positioned and your knees bent um, before anything, uh, and, and and you know I I know that you know, most schools most instructors will teach basic sort of stance drills, and and a lot of times students, especially with kids, and it's understandable because it's not that exciting, but mm-hmm. um, you know really you know especially any adults out there that may be listening that are, that are training, really do pay attention to feeling your body through your feet when you're moving around. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I don't just, I don't just mean knowing that your feet are touching the floor, but f- really listen to it and feel it because that, that grip, that little, sh- that little maybe grip that you do with your toes, that's instinctive that you don't know you're doing. If you know you're doing it, then you can manipulate it and you can do different things with it. And it's mm. all those little nuances. So it all starts from the ground. Feet position. Make sure your stance is wide enough for you. Your knees are bent, you know, and 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 feel how that manipulates the kicks and and what happens when you try different kicks from different positions, and then go up from there. 
what's what's the next one? We got stances, foot okay. position, ankle position, balance. Keep keep building the keep yeah, building yeah. The pyramid. So forward. if we if we build it up in stages, so I would I I mean I could do it <laughs> really in depth, but I would probably send I, half I your listeners to sleep. So <laughs> we'll do it in stage. So stance position, obviously. Um, positioning obviously the different there's different different people take different um approaches with this one and i'm not going to get too much into not political but sort of style differences but um as i say feet positioning are you using an l position is it side on it depends what kick you're trying to achieve and then moving up from there uh, we start looking at obviously chamber so when we're lifting are we chambering properly you know um a lot of times people will uh, ch- let's say they're doing a side kick they'll chamber too shallow so what what happens is they they're actually lifting their kicking foot up rather than tucking it in tight and then firing it forwards you know right. um yes. i like to explain this one to the kids um i, I would i would th- i would think that letterbox no no letterboxes indoors aren't universal across the world because you guys tend to have them in the little boxes don't you in your in your yard Anyway, I'll, like I'll explain. Mailbox. Yeah, like a mailbox. But it, over here, we have them in the door, so they let the, the come through straight through the door. So anyway, you might, yeah. yeah. This is the this is the way I explain it to the kids, with the with the caveat of don't actually do it. Just imagine you're doing it. So you know okay. they've got the letterbox in the door, and it's just about the size of your foot. You've got to lift up your foot into a chamber, and your foot's got to go straight through that hole, straight through the hole, and then come straight back out again. And it can't. Oh. So if you lift your foot up. If you're lifting as you're extending, then you're going to have upwards movement that's wasted that should be going forwards. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. So if you so if you imagine if you've got a wall in front of you and there's a hole that's the shape, shape of your foot, if if mm-hmm. you lift if you lift your foot as you're chambering, as you're kicking, you're going to have upwards movement that's going to that's going to right. mean that you're not going to meet in a straight line with that with that foothold. So yep. you know, tight chamber, and then extending forwards, and then using that back foot that we were talking about—that push from your toes yep. to push into your hips, which transfers into your foot. Um, and so, so being aware of, of and working your chambers to suit the kick—it's not just a chamber for all the kicks. There are tiny differences in all of them that are going to aid how you uh, deliver that that kick. So. Um, and, it. it, and it's different Love for it. everybody. This, this is this is the really cool thing. Yes, there are there are ways that you can uh, apply to um, all kicks that all people would do, but then you need to alter it to suit you because you're different to everybody else. So yes. you know um, that's that's important as well. I don't like to I don't like to create carbon copies in my school of me. I like to find I like people to find the way that works for them based on principles that are sort of universal but there's there's the finer detail within each person that you sort of need to find um and yeah that's that's one thing that i really like really really like to do i love it when somebody comes to a workshop and says i i can't do this kick and i go well okay give me 10 minutes (laughs) and we'll do it you know Um, it's just building it up steps at a time a little bit at a time I love it. Yes, sir. Now, how about hands? How about where, where are your hands, especially as it pertains to balance? I was just having this conversation last night at my dojang yeah. um, on, on, on kicks and, this, and the student was struggling with balance and we worked on his hand positioning and it, and it really helped things out. Yeah. For, for me, with hand positioning, again, it depends on the kick and it depends on the individual. Um, 
when I say it depends on the kick, it depends on, on, on how it's carrying you forward. Now, ideally, obviously, you, I would say, from argument's sake, and again, it's style dependent, you want your arms up. You want to be aware sure. of what, where they are. Yeah. A lot of times when people kick, they kick and they, they forget about their arms, which has two effects. One, they have no defense. They have no means to carry on if their system allows them to punch you know, upper body as well. Um, and the fact that their arms are sort of flailing around is impacting on their ability to control the kick because their arms are just flying around like, you know, tree branches in a, in a gale force wind. So, um, yeah, it's a tricky one, this one. I, I tend to, I tend to utilize the upper body depending on the kick, say for example, a reverse turner kick or a spin hook kick. I, mm-hmm. I, when I teach this, I, I, I actually get the, the students to use their upper body to think about what they're doing with their elbows and how they're driving their shoulders um, so they'll give them set positions to work when they're drilling it. Now, in reality, when they actually start applying it in sparring, they won't they won't utilize it the same way. But the knock-on effect is it will make them keep their arms up and in. So it, there's there's not one answer for all the kicks. It is really kick dependent um, as to what you would do with your arms. But ultimately, they don't want to be getting in the way of either the technique. And they don't, but they want to be there, ready to be used, um, whatever's following on or what potentially could follow on from there. You bet. No, I think that's it. I think those two buckets are, are absolutely right. Control, body control, um, to, to execute the technique and then be aware for, for defense. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now with, with, um, your kicking, you know, you started an online yes. curriculum. How long, how long have you been doing that? What drove you to, to do that? Um, I think it's been, about a year and a half now. Um, I the, the really interesting thing um, with this one is now this may ring true with some of your listeners. Now I was actually completely against this sort of thing. Um, I was, I, 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 you know, which might surprise people, but I was like, you can't learn online. You can't. No, no, that won't work. And yeah. and basically, right. what happened was um, I got I got I had a friend who was um, already within this industry, and he'd been badgering me like crazy to do this for for ages. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I had no intention of doing it. Absolutely no intention of doing it. And I was at a, I was at a charity. It was actually a funny story. I was at a charity event that was at the first school that I, well, no, sorry, the second school that I taught at under the, when I, back to the start of the podcast, when I was talking about when I was working with somebody else. Um, whilst I was there, they actually moved location in the second year. And this particular charity event was actually at that school. Um, although somebody else owns it now. Um, and I got in touch with them and I said, oh, I, see, I see you doing a charity event um, to raise money for a local hospital. Um, I actually used to teach in your studio when it was owned by somebody else. It'd be really nice mm-hmm. to come back and, and teach on the mats again. And, and as it would happen, some of the mats were actually still the original same. It was the same flooring in places from when I was there. Um, and I thought, wow, this is a unique opportunity. I can help a charity. And I'll get to sort of visit, you know, my old my old studio and and train there. And um, as it would happen, the the new owner was actually a student of mine for a couple of weeks. Wow! Uh, when just before I left, and um, back in two thousand and one, and I did, but I didn't know because he was, you know, I'm getting old now. So <laughs> he was only a child at the time. I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't didn't join the dots at all. I didn't. Uh, so I was there I was teaching this event and somebody said to me one of the kids went oh well 
you know, I can't do that kick because I can't remember what their reason was. They were, it was some standard lazy response thing. Um, I said, no, no, well, I haven't, I said, I've not actually done this kick in five years. So if I have a go, will you have a go? And they were like, well, okay. And I said, you know, I really am not supposed to do this anymore because of my knee and I, I don't do it, but watch, I'll do it and fall over then it doesn't matter. So I, I, I prepped myself. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to land this. So I threw myself, jumped in the air, kick went over. It was a, for, it was a 540 sort of uh, single leg landing tornado kick, old school thing. Um, and I landed it. And I was like, that wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> but as I landed, um, I, I didn't, I wasn't ready to, I, I wasn't mentally, wasn't prepped for it. I actually didn't think I would land it. And I actually gave myself nerve damage wow throughout in my leg a quite serious nerve damage in my leg and um i saw a specialist and he said you know you don't you don't realize how close you came to permanently damaging your leg wow and at that some at that point something in my head i thought wow i'm 39 years well i was 38 at the time 38 years old um i haven't there's not really any record of any of this anywhere i've not i've not filmed anything properly um, I need to get this down um, now, so that if I do have an accident and you know do end up in a position where I can't do this anymore, then it's recorded. Whilst yeah, I can still yeah. do it for the most part. So I, I I spent two days. I sat down, planned it all out, filmed it all, edited it down, got it all online, um, and and there it is now. So yeah, it's uh, there forever. Well, unless yeah, the hosts unless the hosts go bankrupt and yeah. it's gone, but let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you have the originals. I do somewhere, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> the uh, the uh, well, you, you mentioned it wouldn't work. So, what have been some of those challenges with remote learning? Um, well, for for me, that I, I it was my perception that it wouldn't work, which was wrong. You know, as mm. a um, as a backup, as a tool. Um, to aid, you know, students away. For example, you know, um, somebody, we, I've had several people contact me from, well, I've had people contact me from around the world, which is really cool. But people have said, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I regularly train in Taekwondo at my school, but I've been stationed in whichever country for six months and I have no one to mm-hmm. train with. So I'm going through your drills and then I'm practicing them on the equipment we have here and pads and people, you know, and, and so they're, they're sort of using it as a, as a means to, um, give them focus and drive to train, almost like seeing the, the online courses, our course, okay, so I'm going to train this today, I'm going to train this tomorrow, I'm going to train this on Wednesday, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing is they can access it from their mobile phones, from their tablet, from you know anything that connects to the internet that will play video, which is most things these days. Um, right. They can And they can pick up and carry on, and then if they have any questions, they can contact me direct through the same system, and I can fire them a voicemail back or even a video. In some cases, I've done that as well. So it's sort of like distance learning, which in, in, in fairness, you can do for pretty much every other sector or every other industry in the world. You can distance learn, you know, uh, and with with this, you know, it's it's new. And I understand that there's some pushback because it doesn't really fit in with the traditional ethos of martial arts. And I understand that because I, that's where I was with it. But now seeing the benefits that people have had from it, um you know, it's, it's hard to argue that it's a positive. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think, I think the, the traditionalist view, um, certainly, well, certainly there are elements of anything where, where, where being in person 
um, has, has is sort of a requirement. Yes, but but that's for that's for other reasons. I, mean, I think that's for other reasons than um, than the technical ones. And so when it comes to technical, I don't know why distance learning wouldn't work. You can you can provide sufficient information in this digital world. Why wouldn't we? And so I don't. I certainly think that. Um, I'm a proponent of it. I've subscribed to several things. I look at YouTube videos. I mean, the the amount of information I've been able to get through my computer mm. when it comes to just martial arts has been huge in the development of my own, um, you know, my own training. Absolutely. But that's but it ha- but it has come as supplemental to my primary training at a dojang. Um, now that said, you know, one of the things you, you mentioned, I, mean, I, I didn't think about are, are people who are in positions where they may not have access to a dojo. What about yep. that, 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 uh, that child in the Midwest who, yep. you know, is 45 minutes from a dojo, um, or, or, uh, or, or, you know, or people like you said, who want to train, need some kind of guidance. Um, I almost kind of think about, uh, you know, like these at home workouts, uh, P90X and what have mm-hmm. you. Um, people who, you know, people have done that and sort of, done, hey, here's kickboxing and, but, but, um, there's no yeah. reason why, especially yeah, you couldn't stream it right from your TV in your living room yep. and, and, um, and follow curriculum. Yeah, so I absolutely. Think it's great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the idea with, I mean, there are courses that, that do that. The, the idea with mine is it's more that you already have a background in a striking art of some sorts or, you know, experience. Yeah, right. And the way that I come at, uh, I come at this from, from two angles, really one that the, the two, the two biggest uh, or highest percentage that i have of, of people are students sort of of a, a, a mid-grade um i'm not going to go into belts because obviously it's different from system to system but you know sure sure maybe sort of a a, a green belt and above in taekwondo um or instructors that are looking for new ways to teach existing content um oh, they're great. the two the i get i get them no more more than anybody else that joins uh, uh, sort of mid mid grade students looking to um, improve upon or work on more what they what they're already doing, supplement their training, or instructors looking for new ways to teach existing content. Um, so I've sort of built it up with that in mind, um, com- coming at it from from two points of view, um, and they, they they go together remarkably well. <laughs> so from the feedback, um, it's one of those things where you make it, you put it out there, and you just sort of sit back and wait and see what's going to happen. Um, and the feedback's been good, so you know I'm I'm just finding new ways to uh, to develop it, and and uh, it keeps me thinking as well. Absolutely. Now let's kind of transition. You know, so what I like to do, the the heart of what I'm trying to accomplish in Taekwondo is is bridging martial arts, and then uh, you know the the social emotional learning piece of child development. Sure. Because I just you know one of, one of the things that dawned on me, um, what at some point, yeah, I do. I, I got into martial arts be, because of my my kid. Put my kid in, that drew me into it. Pretty common, pretty common story. Um, but one one day I realized that you know, like we sum up the hours, the number of hours I spend working with my child and taking them to a dojo and mm-hmm. and, and kicking, and it's 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 just a, if you sum it up, it's it's you know he does it more than like maybe sleep is like the most time during the day, and then school. <laughs> And then it's martial arts, like it's right there all of a sudden. And, um, and, and, but, and then when I correlate the number of hours one spends training versus the number of times he's going to need that in the real world, um, it's, it, it's a huge amount of time for what's probably very little practical 
um, impact on his life. Now, mm. that said, there's a whole other realm of martial, of going to martial arts that builds character and those things are used every day, but we're not doing, we're not focused in being intentional with the, the character development piece. So, um, so that got me thinking, man, you know, I really think if there's a way to sort of bolt on um, leadership principles and character development as a primary source of conversation, not, not a secondary one, then now, now that time invested has a direct, I mean, almost one-to-one relationship with how my student is going to be a socially aware, intelligent, um, able to navigate um, conversations and people in the world even better than just if he sort of inherits it. Okay, so that, that long, so that's how the two merge together is, yeah. is my, my passion for Taekwondo and martial arts and my passion for being a father. Um, so, so one of the things I read in your, in your bio is, is that you always have an eye for detail, need to know the why and the how, and mm-hmm. you, you spoke to that earlier. Now play, play that, play with that a little bit for me with how that came into clear focus for you in 2009 when you had your child and you stepped away from, you know, the martial arts pit and now you boom, now you're, hmm. you're, you're, you're being a dad. So how does that eye for detail and that need to know why and how, how have you applied that and map that to being a better father? Um, I think, you know, I, through the, the, the practice of, of fine tuning my technique, um, I learned very quickly to not be afraid of making mistakes, to try something. Okay. That didn't work. Why didn't it work? Okay. Let's try this. That didn't work. Okay. Why didn't that work? And, and I found that being, that is essentially what being a parent is to a certain degree. No, nobody Mm -hmm. gives you a handbook of, Hey, you're a dad. Congratulations. Here's your book. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. This is how I'm a dad. Fantastic. No, you don't get one of those. You know, your, your right. child is born and then you're presented with a fresh challenge every day for mm. the rest of their life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it, and it's, and it's not to put, an, I'm not trying to suggest that it's a, not a negative, not a challenge in a negative sense, but it's, absolutely, absolutely. it's, you're constantly having to, um, I found anyway, and still to, to this day, you know, um, find answers to, I mean, they go through that magical age, don't they? Where they're just questions, questions, questions. Mm-hmm. Every 30 seconds, there's a new question and they manage to find questions that have never been asked before. Ever. Uh, yeah. And you think, where did that come from? How, how mm. did you think that in your little mind? Where did that... So, you know, uh, that, that eye for detail, I think, you know, um, the necessity through having that is that I've, you know, I've had to be able to problem solve and to be, um, to not give up, to, 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 to keep going. You know, if, if there's something needs doing, you keep going and keep going until it's done. Uh, and, and whether that's, you know, um, getting up to get the eldest one ready for school when you've had one hour sleep with the younger one, um, you know, it, it, it all applies in, in different ways. So, um, you know, I'm by no means the perfect dad. I don't think any any of us are, but we're always sort of refining, sure. refining and working towards being a better version of ourselves, aren't we? So, yeah. absolutely, well said. Now, with every you know, I, I think about um, that approach, the technical, and okay, that experiment didn't work, so now I'm iterating through how to get better. I think about that in a very positive way, but I've learned as well, all these positive strengths, you know, means you're deficient somewhere else because just like there's no perfect dad, there's no perfect person. We all have these, um, you know, this, if we're good at this, it's because we're not good at this other thing. So where Mm. has 
where, where have you discovered that blessing of, of um, iterating and learning has been uh, a curse? Where's, where's that, that, you know, where does that make sense? Where yeah. has that, that yeah, hurt I, you? Absolutely. I'm not the most social of people um, mm-hmm. by a long stretch. I can, I was actually having a chat with a friend of mine who I've not seen. Wow. How many, it's been over a year since I've seen him. Um, I, I can, I can be very happy in my own company. Uh, and not 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 notice that I've not spoken to a friend or a colleague in in, in days, in weeks sometimes, because I'm so, I become so immersed in what I'm doing, right, right, that I don't think, um, oh, I've not spoken to so and so for a while. I really should make some time yeah. for that. It doesn't it doesn't enter into my head at all. Um, it's one thing that I'm you know consciously trying to work on. Um, but that, that's, that, that drive, that ambition, that, that sort of focus, um, it, it borders on self-centered sometimes if you're not careful and, you know, um, it, it, it's something that I am consciously having to work on all the time. It is to not, uh, not isolate myself too much. Um, not out of not out of choice because I don't like to socialize. It's more right, that right, it right. doesn't enter into my uh, into my head. You know, I'll 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 quite happily wake up at seven a.m. You know, um, go through the day, and it can be eleven eleven p.m. and I'm still working and I'm not right. giving any thought to stopping. You know, um, so yeah, I, that, that, that's one thing that I do. I do. Uh, think that I, I have to make more of an effort towards than everything else. So is, is that, do you think there's some, some overlap there to why your podcasts, which we'll talk about here at the end, um, um, why you also bring on um, other, you know, you move aside the realm. I mean, recently you did one on mental health. Yes. Um, you know, is that, do you think, do you think that's there for you? Like a reason why you're interested in doing all these other things that sort of forces that collision? Um, to a point, maybe, um, it's, it's, it's an odd one because, you know, as a, as a full-time martial arts instructor, I'm, you know, I, it, it the, the par- this is a, a strange one, but the parallels between being a full-time martial instructor, martial arts instructor and being, um, a martial arts based actor for film, they are so similar, so, hmm. so, so similar that I find often that I will give all my, you know, I'll put out all of my energy for the day into my classes, and mm-hmm. I'm the I've got to be the happy, smiley, go-to guy. Yeah, right. Regardless of what's just happened in my day, and we all have bad mm-hmm. days, and sometimes the days are, are horrific. You know, um, we all have those days. But when I step on the mats, what I've got to then remember is that those children may have horrible days every day. I might be the one hour that they get a break from whatever reality they're living in. Um, unfortunately, I mean, it's just you know the way of the world. And so I can't afford to be in that negative place. So I have to put everything I've got into being that happy person. And it's, it's draining being like that all the time. Mm. And when you don't feel that way. So I think, you know, sometimes as a result, I, I kind of emotionally switch off to the, to the outside world because I'm so focused on that. And the podcast mm-hmm. helps... Um, it, it's sort of a, um, a means to connect with the wider world um, and, and, and discuss these issues because we, let's be honest, as, as martial artists, sometimes we, we have this thing where we've got to be tough and strong and 
We don't talk. <laughs> right. We don't talk about feelings, do we? We're tough and strong. <laughs> um, and 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 and, I, and I've and I've seen, you know, uh, the results of that. Unfortunately, with 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 colleagues, you know, that, that you mm-hmm. think you think, wow, they're they're the happiest person in the world, and the reality of it is they're not. They just got they just got really good at looking like that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. I. I, I for, for me, anyway, I, I find it's a it's a good way to connect with people and um, uh, have that element of my life, perhaps that I don't put enough time into, sort of condensed into a one hour <laughs> time right. slot. Right. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. The um, you know, with that, one of the things you mentioned that I I think about a lot is you know we do have this responsibility when we're on the mat teaching mm-hmm. to leave what's going on in our life there so that we can. Yeah. Um, in in many ways, perform, you know, for yes. the sake of others. It's it's very it's very um, fundamentally what it means to be human, and I think socially responsible mm-hmm. to do that. But my experience is um, both in the way my parents were; they both worked full times, and I, and 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 um, and oftentimes I felt like we as a, our our family, our kids, we, you know, my with my mom in particular, we would take the brunt of that that performance for the world. We just tend, you know, we tend to hurt the ones we love is a you know, pretty cliche sentence. So, so how have you, how do you then balance and, and as a full-time instructor, how do you hedge, you know, or protect sort of um, letting that overflow into, you know, I, clearly you, 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 you are a caring father. So, um, so I'm very interested in this answer because I want to continue to protect um, as I, as I spend more time on the mat teaching students and, and caring and making sure that I do well then I don't want that to, I don't want my, my, the frustration that's underneath that's hiding there. That's exhausting because mm. now it's just like you said, you're exhausted to come home. And then, you know, like my, my kids take the brunt of that, albeit in the form of, um, of, um, being quiet, not being up by me or, or worse, you know, lashing out at them or something like yeah. that. So is, are there, are there things you have in place to sort of protect that? Um, I mean, I think I'm, I'm lucky in that I went from, um, having next to no experience at all in the sort of working environment in martial arts practices anyway, to very suddenly doing it day to day, very, very quickly, mm-hmm. very quickly at a young age. Um, as I say, back then it was, it was not necessarily that it was acceptable. It was more that it just was, it just happened, you know, whereas mm-hmm. now, thankfully there are, there are more policies and procedures in place to, to make sure that that sort of thing doesn't happen so much. But, mm-hmm. um, I think because it became part of my life so young on a daily basis um, that I've automatically sort of been able to, when I switch off the lights and close the door, although the work does inevitably follow me home, I'm able to just say, for example, I had a call yesterday, just a little bit, 10 minutes later from now, actually, I was on the way out the door for the school run. I had a call from uh, somebody asking about classes and I said, Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm just, just about to leave to pick up my children from school. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give you a call back in a couple of hours. Whereas I know some instructors or some school owners would carry on that conversation in the car. Right. But yeah, no, because absolutely. that was, no, this is, mm. I'm going to pick up my children time, not discuss pick, you know, booking in an introduction course time. So I'm able to make that, you know, I, to 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 not go, not think. Oh my goodness! If I hang up, they might not come back. The reality of it is, is that's not what they're going to think. They're going to go. Oh, 
he's picking up his children. He'll speak to me later, you know. And then my focus shifts back onto doing the schoolroom, picking up the kids, not thinking about writing down their details and Shh, Jimmy, don't, don't be quiet in the car, you know. Mm-hmm. No, no, right, it, right. It, it's it, I can relate to that. So I, I'm able to, you know, um, just switch these things on and off like switch, like, like literally like light switches now. Um, mm. I, I finished teaching. Now I'm in home mode. You know. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's so, yeah. So, so I mean, I love that. It's, it's it's very symmetrical. Just like you flip off the personal to get on the mat, you flip off the yeah. mat to get back into the personal. Yeah, but it works both ways. It works both ways. Um, and and I, you know, for some people that won't work, but it it works for me. Um, and I think that's why, you know, when I it's funny because when I speak to people that um you know, run full-time schools. And, um, you know, I've been uh, 16 years now uh, since I opened my school full-time. And the, virg- the vast majority of, of, of school owners that have schools of 16 years, uh, maybe, no, probably less than 10 years, the majority mm-hmm. of them don't still teach daily. Uh, whereas I do. I, I'm still very, very hands-on in the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only just this year employed a staff member. <laughs> This, you know, um, and I think that's, that's helped because, you know, um, I'm responsible for teaching whilst I'm there and it's, and and it's been that way in my own school for 16 years, six days a week. I take two weeks at Christmas for holidays. Wow. So that's, that's how I'm living day to day. So I'm able to break my days, days up into blocks which is how I've been able to, a lot of people say, well, how do you have a film career and a podcast and an online course mm-hmm. and right, teach six right. days a week? Why well, I block everything down. This is teaching block. This is, you know, for, you know, for example, I'm seven minutes away in my head from school block, from picking up my children. Right. That's how I do yeah. it. You know, I block everything. Now there's a, there's a little bit of crossover. Absolutely. Sure. You've got to be like when the workman turned up earlier when I was in podcast mode. You know, you got to be, but it it, it is. It, it, I found it does make it easier. You know, um, just to be able to switch, switch, switch on, and switch off. But it's a great uh, word. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a big takeaway for me. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, well, good. Well, we got seven minutes for you moving to pick up the kids mode. So let's close with a couple of, of things here. The first I can, is I can give you a little bit more. <laughs> I can give you a little bit more. It's no, okay. it's, that's, that's, <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, well, let me back up then real quick and let me ask because I did want to ask. There was more I was thinking about when you're talking about parenting, and, and so one of the you're definitely uh, these strengths you have eye for detail. Um, in, in this ability for you to sort of switch on, switch off. I love that you've opened up as well. And that's not going to be natural or easy for other people who aren't wired that way. Any different than 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 certain kicks, certain technical pieces of kicks um, won't work for certain certain body styles. But the immutable point, the higher level, the the the, the framework is uh, you know give kids atten- give your family attention when it's family time. That that's the yeah. the big principle. So so do you have any thoughts? Um, so it's natural for you what about it being unnatural if it's unnatural for somebody they don't see that they're missing they don't see that that hey i shouldn't take that phone call hmm. how how do you think they could learn that or what could they do to to put something in place let me transition real quick back up a step you know uh, um one of the things we talk about me and some of my friends is the idea of guardrails so so we we know over here we know we want this thing but we got to put this thing in place before we fall off that cliff whatever it is so um 
that, that may or may not be a good analogy here, but people who don't know that they're doing something, um, they're, they're not parenting their best. Mm. Let's kind of frame it that way. And, and they're, they, they can't see that. They can't see that this is not the right way to do it. How would you, one, um, maybe help them see that? And then two, okay, they're not good at that. What could they do? I mean, it's, it's, it's it, difficult. There's a, lot, there's, a lot going on. there's a lot going on that question. Yeah. yeah sorry for... it, no, 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 it's fine. They, 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 it, it's difficult really, because in, in, in situations like that, the, the person needs, needs to know they need to be helped before you can help them. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and people, people don't want to hear nobody ever wants to hear when they're doing something wrong. For sure. <laughs> who likes that? You know, yeah. um, it, well, but let's make the assumption. Let's just, let's just tackle the second thing real quick. Let me interrupt. So, so let's assume a parent's like, no, I do want to be a better parent. Yeah. I don't see these things. Let's, let's, let's work with that person. Cause that's I, the same parallel of someone who's at the dojo and they want to get better at kicking, but they, you know, they, they know they want to, but they're not, so yeah. they're not good at it. So how do I, how do we get that parent to, well, let's, you know, and again, we're making this stuff up. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. It's love. fine. I mean, I, I, good. for me, I like to, when I, when I want to make change in something, I like to create fresh habits and I create prompts for myself to remind myself. So mm. for example, I decided recently that I'm going to start waking up earlier. So mm -hmm. I now uh, prompt myself when I'm putting the, the cold gun, but it always comes back to coffee. When I'm prepping the coffee machine <laughs> in the evening, I set my alarm yeah. at the same time. Mm. So I create a new habit, which creates a new result. Now it will stop. Obviously, once it becomes automatic, coffee, alarm, wake up early. But mm -hmm. the net result, what I actually wanted to have is more time with my wife before she left for work. Right. And it came back to the, is the coffee machine, set the alarm, wake up earlier, mm -hmm. have five more minutes with my mm -hmm. wife before she leaves for work. And... You know, I, I, that's what I would suggest to people is to not, not get too bogged down with the end result, what it is that you're looking to achieve more, what little changes can I make? Because we can achieve little changes, mm -hmm. can't yeah, we? We bet. can, little steps, we can all, we can, we can make little changes. If we go too big too soon, that's when it mm -hmm. falls to pieces because it, we take on too much. So I, I always like to look at everything like that, like, like make a little change, little change. And, and would you, would, would you say that's a direct parallel to teaching someone yes. how to kick really well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right? It's I habit. Love it. we're, I love cre it. we're creatures of habit, you know? Yes. Um, and I, I thrive off, you know, that's, that's how I, that's how I work. You know, like I say, you know, I wanted to spend, I was aware that my, my wife wasn't particularly happy that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, she was leaving just as I was, she's a school teacher. So she's leaving at 7am. Mm -hmm. I come in most evenings at sort of 10pm. So we have this right. sort of high five thing. She goes to bed and then I, you know, and I, I can't go to sleep straight away because I'm still wired from, from training and teaching. I can't just switch off and go sure. to sleep. So, yeah. you know, we have this sort of odd relationship in there, you know, um, it, it, it's functional. We make it work. But I thought, right. well, no, I can actually, it doesn't, it won't impact me hugely to wake up 10 minutes, five, mm -hmm. 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, right. It, it really won't. So if I can remember to do that small thing every day, it'll make a big impact longer term in our, in our relationship. So that's the first small change that I've made. And then the second, the second thing is at the other end of the day 
is I'm starting to try and wind down the day five minutes earlier so that I'm getting home a little bit earlier. So then we have a little mm. bit more time to talk. So it's, you know, it, it's small steps, small, small details. And it, I would say it would be the same with parenting and, and any sort of lifestyle decisions, you know, um, lots of little, little changes to, to create a bigger, a bigger overall change. So. Right. Which, which is even awesome. Again, symmetrically fits this idea for me um, or fits symmetrically with how I think you think, which is kind of getting back to the basics, which would also explain why the lead leg sidekick is yeah. probably your favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the simple and I'm, basic. I'm a very simple, I'm a very you. simple, very basic person. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very complex. <laughs> Good. I love it. I love it. God, it's great. Good stuff. Okay. Well, let me close with, with two kind of uh, uh, questions. One, um, well, let me, First, ask an, an obvious one. Are there any new movie projects you're working on? We didn't know about. Yeah. Be looking yeah, yeah. out for. Tell, yep, yep, yeah. Tell me about. I, I've, I've just finished working on a film over here. Um, the working title is uh, Tribal. Um, that may change, as is always the case with these. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But um, I'm, I'm obviously I am bound by certain NDAs. I can't say a whole lot, but there is sure. lots of um, very cool martial arts action in there, and um, Yes. I'm not sure entirely how much I can say. The trailer will be, the international trailer will be dropping soon. Um, that much I do know. Um, and there is a, a Facebook group for it, which is, I believe it's listed as tribal. And then it's got the tagline, Get Out Alive, which gives you a little bit of a, an, an idea as to what's going on in there. But it's all over my social media because I've been working on it recently. Okay. So, um, yeah, that was that was that was cool. You know, I got to work with some really cool people on that one. Um, international martial arts actress by the name of Zara Fithian, um, who many many people know from her roles across across the globe. She was um, recently in the um, the Marvel, the Doctor Strange film. She played one of the is it Zelots? Okay. I think yeah. it is um, Zelots. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into that sort of stuff, so I don't know the names of the characters. But she was she was she yeah. was in that, um, and the director a guy called Matt Rutledge, who's worked with. A plethora of martial arts legends. Um, and it was nice to work with him as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, seeing what's 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 what. Yeah, is uh, um, you've never worked with Jean Claude Van Damme? I haven't. No, um, I, I, I've come close. I've come close, uh-huh. and I've you know. Um, we can't go into too much detail with that one, but um, I you know I've got several friends that are you know, good friends with him. And, you know, so it's sort of in passing. It might happen. Who knows? You've just got to be ready, haven't you? Um, yeah. So good. I, I I was working on middle splits for a while and I did, I did one, one time between two chairs on my Instagram page. <laughs> and I tagged, I tagged J, at JCVD. I didn't expect him to reply and he didn't, but I'd, I thought, man, man, how cool would that be? Just cause he's such a instrumental role yeah. in, in my life growing up, you know, yeah. in the movies I saw, Bloodsport in particular. Yeah. Um, so if you ever do, man, get him on your podcast, name drop me and see if I could. Get well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. It would be such an honor. Anyway. Um, okay. So that, that was one. Um, the other one is, is give me three words that, that, uh, that, that, uh, exemplify your, uh, maybe teaching philosophy or just three words that, you know, maybe you build your school up from three, three words. Um, persistence. Um, ooh, this is a good one on the spot. Persistence is definitely one. Um, dedication, which maybe mm. falls into the same lines with my school. Um, honesty, 
Man, solid. That's it. Three. Great words. Um, no vowel, though, so I can't make a cool acronym of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. There's an A in there like or something. Um, that's great. Um, okay, and then and then let's let's close with how, what, you know, speak a little bit about other things you're working on. Sure. I, I, in the intro, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, tell me about you know, online kicking, how, how people can find your online curriculum. And, sure. And, Feel free to speak about, um, you know, the Kickback Podcast. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, I mean, if people want to find out more about myself um, and sort of my work within my within the film industry and returning to that, my um, now these are all UK-based URLs. So we say .co.uk. I know you guys tend to say .co.uk. So however you want to say yeah. it, it's a C and an O and then a dot and a U and a K. So there we go. So okay. I've got okay. ChrisJonesAction.co.uk. Um, that's my personal website where sort of everything pertaining to the, sort of the movies and and everything related to that performance industry, that's all there. And he, obviously people can hit me up on there, drop me emails. I'm very open with that sort of thing. I'm you know, happy to answer any questions um, or bookings if people have got jobs. Um, my podcast, uh, kickbackpodcast.com is this one. It's actually a .com website, that one. So kickbackpodcast.com. Mm. Um, and th- there you can actually send me audio recordings. So if there's anything, any topics, anybody's discussion points, I always love to have that, the audience interaction. So if anybody has any ideas for things to discuss, they can send me a voicemail through SpeakPipe on there directly from the front page of the website. Mm. Um, and my website for my online training is uh, on really easy to remember, um, onlinekicking.co.uk. Super easy to remember. Um, onlinekicking.co.uk. Um, and then that takes you to the front page, which is the main course. And then from there, there's different ones. So the, the main course, um, I built it based around um, front kick, side kick, a roundhouse kick or turning kick and hook kick mm. and then all the iterations so then it goes on to your spin back kick or your reverse turning kick spin hook kick um, and then the skips and jumps and and knee up versions so it's just those, those four kicks and then the branches from those four kicks and um, that's how the course sort of builds so people can just stay on the basic four or they can go to a skip version or a step version or a spin version or a jump version or a jump spin version and it sort of branches out from there. So you can sort of go in at any level that you want to go. Because for me, those four kicks are the, the key to um, building up a good kick ensemble, oh, so to speak. Absolutely. So yep, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, the, that, that's the main website. So I think I've said them all there. It's all right. keep me busy. Well, so. <laughs> and of course, Facebook. Well, I can't... Get me on social media. Sure. I'm all over social media. So drop me a message or okay. uh, anything like that. I'm absolutely fine with that sort of thing. So, Got it. Perfect. Just make Love sure you get the, right, get the right Chris Jones because oh. there's about 7 million of us. If it's a picture with a guy with his leg in the air, it's probably me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, I think that's completely accurate. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, Lev, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I just want you to know I got a lot out of this personally. Thank you. And uh, appreciate, appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet. And good luck. And... Um, Enjoy your afternoon and and picking up your kids. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. So I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Um, slightly different interview to what I'd normally do that one. Um, obviously, touching a little bit more on the sort of family side of things. But um, I, again, I hope you enjoyed it. Something new for you to listen to there. Um, big thanks to Logan for sending me the audio file uh, for his podcast so that we could include it in our Kickback Extra episode. Um, as I said at the beginning of this one, the next one we're going to be doing is our Jean-Claude Van Damme special. I think everybody in the martial arts has seen 
at least one Jean-Claude Van Damme film, if not more. Um, and I've invited everybody to send in their thoughts on his favourite films, uh, favourite techniques, favourite moments from films, that sort of thing. And we've had loads of people send stuff in. Um, I reached out to some people who I know have worked with him and are friends with him, and they very kindly sent some stuff in as well. So um, be a good fun one. Um, I'm aiming to have that one out in the next week or so, so do keep an eye out for that. As always, please do remember to check out our sponsors. We've got mitmaster.com, of which if you actually go over to the Facebook group, um, I'm going to post some links there to some of his products, where if you go along and you buy any of his awesome courses, um, a kickback from that, no pun intended, will come straight back through to us and help us to keep the podcast going. So thanks to Matt for helping set us up as affiliate there as well. That's really, really appreciated. So go buy loads of his courses because he's going to help me run my podcast. Uh, and it's really good stuff as well. Um, on that subject as well, don't forget you can go and pick up some of the awesome t-shirts, hoodies and other goodies that the awesome guys at Art Marshall put out. Uh, I'm actually wearing one of their hoodies now. Not that you can see it because it's a podcast, but it's really warm it's getting cold now October time but now uh, if you go along to their website Art Marshall or their Facebook group and you use the code CJ19 at checkout and I've checked it it does work you get 20% off so you know some of the stuff you're saving over a fiver on so it's 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 really worth doing and they've got an awesome new range um, a Bruce Lee inspired range that have just come out as well and I actually want to get one of those t-shirts for me so if you're listening guys you can send one over that'd be cool or I could just go and use my own promo code couldn't I and uh, yeah maybe I'll do that but yeah uh, go over to Art Marshall Clothing and use the promo code CJ19 to save yourself a whole bunch on a load of cool stuff that those guys are doing so thanks again for checking out this Kickback Extra episode as I say Jean-Claude Van Damme special coming next should be within the next week or so um, and I'll catch you all very soon.